Let me introduce you to the elements. Hey, you, I heard you shining, but I got that gold membership. I rose from the bush like Valentine's petals from an unstable family of alkaline metals. Hitting prime time like Channel 5 specials, and I never handle rocks like Palestine rebels with pebbles. The antics and antiquities, and Mr. Steve's always got a trick up my sleeve. Miss, please, ancient magic of witchcraft. Skip class, and I barely just passed a young grasshopper that's trying to switch pads. She trying to get bent like light when it hits glass. Bong smoke got me blazed as hell. Burning weight like them 47 J's. I scale. You can tell by the amazing smell. And my eyes stay tight like I'm Asian. Wow. My man Dirty had the Buddha just to put me in the right mind. Yeah. You are Never die as long as we got real shows like this holding us down. Yeah. Yeah. What up, yeah. Dharma? Coming up, hints of Allied moves to keep oil flowing in the Persian Gulf. A student shot dead at a Brooklyn school. Three arrests in the Bronx kidnapping. 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 Yo, yo, New York City, what up? This is NW3 Radio. The name's Oasis. Dharmic X is here. Young Oberg is here. Yo, shouts to the homie uh, Elliot who created this. Peace. Music. Call us you are living in, under a rock or you just started listening to hip-hop yesterday that was the god rakem allah eric b and rakem follow the leader off the album follow the leader yes and um it was it was great to play that there's so many songs i want to play and then i was just like kind of downloaded a bunch of music that i didn't get to play and uh I was like, yeah, let me end this with Rakim because we don't play enough Rakim up here. And I realized, like, we're in New York. We got to play some more New York rap. And like I always say, like, a lot of New York rap sounds dated. So I might as well just st- play the stuff. That they're inspired by. Yeah, the stuff that I came up on. And uh, Rakim Allah ties into today, of course, um, the great Rakim ASAP Rocky. Yep. Uh, named after the god Rakim, which mm. is crazy. Imagine naming your kid Dharmic. Imagine naming your kid Marshall. Yeah, not happening. <laughs> yeah, so I was talking to uh, Stretch Armstrong, a mm-hmm. legendary radio announcer of the Stretch and Bobito show, and uh, he actually, I don't know if I could even say this on the air. But then maybe you shouldn't. I, I think he, he was with, with Eminem yesterday in Detroit. That's all I could say. But I, I spoke with, with Stretch for a while, and it was good good to hear. He actually drove to Detroit. which, which Drove to Detroit from New York? Yeah, I don't. I don't That's think a trip. It's, I don't. It's not that far, is it? It's like at least probably five hours or something. Five hours. I mean, didn't Justin do that? The car trip out there, Midwest somewhere. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a I, long trip. I know he he has driven to um <laughs> to Ohio a few times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, today is a listener appreciation day. Uh, we want to take your calls. We want to hear from you. Uh, joining us again for the. Like, 13, 14, 15 time maybe. Is it We're one, not counting. Is it one and only Emily Oberg? Hi, Emily. Hi. How you feeling? Good. I missed you guys. Yeah, it's been a while since you've been up it's here. It's been a minute. You were here for the uh, one-year anniversary jam. Yeah, that was fun. With Angelo and uh, a bunch of rappers. And that whatnot. wasn't 
my most favorite show also. That, what was your most favorite show? That I've been to? The one with um, Show Me? Ah, the one before that, the week before yeah, that. Yeah, his story is crazy. He has the best stories. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of Show Me, he actually, the video for uh, uh, Drop That, the Ty Dollar Sign single, which he was talking about when he was here, that came out today or yesterday oh, or I something. I didn't see it. I haven't seen it yet either, but but I, I saw that Wait, it came his out. His name is oh, Ty Dollar Sign Symbol? The Ty Dollar Sign. You know who Simple. that is, Peter. Don't act like yeah, you don't know. Yeah, this is true. I Sometimes Peter less. likes to be the uh, old man I care for less. New York. He likes to stump for New York with yeah. the old man routine. Okay. I care, care less about Ty Dollar Sign. Why? Oh, come on, man. There, there's, <laughs> there's enough good music that I don't have to turn on Ty Dollar I can honestly say I've never heard listened to ever. one song either. Really? So, no. I, li- I like Ty Dollar Sign. He's okay. All right, Darmic, what's the number that people could call? We want to open the phones. We want to talk to you guys today. Already? Yeah, man. It's a, it's a good night. Two, one. Two, nine, nine, eight, one, eight, one, eight. Before we go any further, though, I have to wish all the South Indians out there a happy oh, Vishu. God. Very important, you know, that we <laughs> represent the brown people. Is and this a holiday that where Indian happy people cover themselves in um, no. color. paint? Color. No. Um, that is holy. That is the greatest festival of all time. Um, better and, than Coachella? Yes. Way, better than Holy is better than Coachella. For sure. Coachella's terrible. <laughs> we'll talk about that, but I've never been to Coachella, but I can say that Holy is, is the best festival of all time. All right. Brooklyn, Queens, Manhattan, Staten. We encourage you to call 212-998-1818. When you call, you know the deal. You're not going to curse. And you're not going to try to sell us your rap music because we don't go for that here. <laughs> you know, I was in Staten Island the other day, Darmic, and I know so you was were, I. and we kind of crossed paths. You were actually up the block from the uh, train station, right? The at, ferry. Yeah, at the uh, Pier 16. Pier 76. But it, it, technically, it could be the train station because there is a train station now in the ferry. True. Kelly and I went out to a Sri Lankan restaurant. and I, I Speaking I, at the millions? I'm, I'm gonna yo. If you're in Staten Island, I want you to call, because I was out there, and Staten Island of today is definitely reminiscent of Staten of Brooklyn or even Queens, and you know, in in the late '80s, early '90s. Well, what makes you it, say that? It feels like Staten Island is is the the borough that that time kind of. Yeah, it, it it has a real old school New York feeling. There's not many hipsters there. No. Sorry to use that word, New York. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's not very... It's kind of bummy. It, it, I wouldn't say it's bummy, but yeah, it's kind of... It's kind of rough. It's kind of rough. It, it is kind of rough around the edges. And, you know, I was in Staten Island and we had a good time. We actually took a bus from the train because it was night and it was kind of dangerous. I didn't want to walk, not knowing where I was going. But I know, God forbid, if anything happened, I know Gooch, Paul Cantor, yep, yep. our most favorite favorite Staten Island, Island friend... Paul. Yeah, and, uh, kinetic energy are out there. Also, uh, Paul recommended Pier seventy six to me. The guy from MTV, he's out there as well. Yeah, Brown Markman. Well, Rob Markman. Yeah, Rob Markman's also another Staten Island head. And my dude James Elliott, whose birthday it was, that was the reason why I was there. He's from Staten Island. So, so you go to Staten Island, and what happened? You get some pizza. We got some pizza. Basically, my night that night was drink beer, eat pizza, drink beer, eat pizza, drink beer, drink beer, eat pizza. In that order. Like, nice. pretty much. Yeah, I've been to one the pizzeria days. before with actually Gooch, Paul Cantor, and... Um, he's, those, he's the one who suggested it. Chippy Nonstop. <laughs> so I, I asked Darmic, I'm like, yo, do they have an autographed picture of Chippy Nonstop right beside Frank Sinatra and Ray Liotta? And I, I didn't look. And he didn't. But what are you going to do? Emily... What? Please. Why are you acting like you don't want to be on air now? I do. I just like taking selfies at the same time. If you want to check out Emily's selfies, at Emily Elaine Oberg, that's on on the gram. You don't post all your selfies on there, though. No, so what, I would have what? like thousands of photos if that was the case. You know, what? I was thinking about doing a selfie book, but I don't want to copy Kim Kardashian. But I think that would be lit. If Kim Kardashian's doing it, and Kim Kardashian's already done it, how would it be lit? You'd be, but you'd be biting Kim Kardashian. No, I'm saying she's already done it, right? So I wouldn't, but okay. like it would be lit if she hadn't done it. Okay. <laughs> Wait, do you know what lit means, Peter? I know fire. It's it's the cousin it's the of same. fire. It's the it's like yeah, the cousin pe- of fire. People have been saying fire for about forty years, so <laughs> yeah, all that comes from the Jamaican. Uh, oh my God! I'm guessing that comes from Jamaican. <laughs> more fire! Does more it? fire! 
I don't think it comes from Jamaican. Yeah, it totally does. <laughs> when something's hot, that doesn't come from Jamaica either, man. No, but saying fire is like a different people. Like Hot fire is also the same extension, yeah, the same there, way fire and lit is the same thing. You're out there in Flatbush, all my Jamaican people, you give us a call. Because I, I know you guys have been using that word fire way before there's, there's a fire emoji on your phone. <laughs> So that's that. Mm-hmm. So Darmic, what we were talking today, big news today. Your your homie, your homie, no, was don't found say guilty. That. Oh, not his homie. No, he's not my homie. Gone are the days when when we used to cheer for him. Um, Aaron Hernandez, the the tight end who played for the New England Patriots, has been convicted of murder. I believe this is the Odin Lloyd case. Um, he has another yeah. murder case pending. A double homicide. Yes. Um, so. You know, he's dropped bodies, and and he has been found guilty of dropping bodies, and so he will, his career is, what? Cut off your phone. I'm not even on my phone, but anyways, his career is over. His career, his football (laughs) playing career is officially over. I didn't know much about him. He comes from some hardship. He does. Broken family. Yeah. His mother was involved with an abusive uh, crackhead or a crack dealer or whatnot. He was involved in gang activity from high school, and, and despite moving from Connecticut to Florida to, to play college football at a Division One school, he was still a part of that down in uh, down in the University of Florida. I mean, he was believed or accused of uh, killing somebody down there. He was never charged, but it's suspected that he was involved in in a murder over down in Florida. Um, but yeah, he, a very tragic story all around. He had a pretty decent career, very short, but you know it, it was signs of uh, of being a bit great player paired alongside Rob Gronkowski, and and all of that and came a to an end. Forty million dollar contract to back it up. Yep, yeah. and and all of that comes to an end, and uh, you know, end end uh, end of an era, I suppose. And it, with this case and the uh, Boston Marathon bombing, uh, the uh, Jokiv Sarnayev or whatever his first name was. Um, both of those cases wrapping up in the last couple weeks here, uh, a sad, tumultuous period in Boston history is coming to a close uh, in in a way of closure. Because both of those incidents, the marathon bombing and the Hernandez murder, um, happened in in 2013, around a month apart. And, uh, yeah. All right. So I actually watched that live um the uh reading of the from the jury Me too. the verdict yeah he was totally unfazed yeah i mean he's a goon i don't apparently. think i don't you know i mean i don't think deep down inside he knew he was going to walk but you never know you've seen you've seen crazier things and different crazy outcomes in in the court system but yeah aaron hernandez we will see you never exactly never ever ever Yo, do you, you follow sports? Are you familiar with the Len Bias case? Yes. Um, well, there's a case beyond that. I know nah, the guy the killed him. Len Bias story, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Len Bias story is very tragic. Another is Boston... Uh, is that? Tragedy, yeah. He was a Celtics player. He was... Uh, he was a co- I think first round... He died of cocaine overdose. Overdose, yeah. That was there in the, uh, the swinging 80s. The Celtics were never the same after that until the 2000, uh, 2008 when they won the championship. Yo, if you listen to WNYU, you know there's a show called The Cheap Seats. Darmic, when does that come on? Now that that comes about, on. We never talk about anything sort of even sports related. That comes on Mondays and Fridays, 7 to 7.30. Generally, we don't talk about sports because you grew up watching sports in the 80s and I grew up watching sports in the 90s slash yeah, 2000s. All my sports references are like Dower Strawberry. <laughs> yeah, any and Doc mem- Gooden. Any member of the 86 Mets. Yeah. Any, and, anything associated with the Mets. Tom, and, Tom and, Seaver. Keith Hernandez. 50 Cent. I know Keith Hernandez from Seinfeld. What? (laughs) Did he make an appearance? He must have made an appearance on Seinfeld. (laughs) There you go. Emily, what do you have going on in your world? Well, I'm just feeling really good about music lately. Tyler dropped his album, which I love. The Dream dropped his EP. Snoop and Pharrell dropped a song this morning. The video, oh my God, that was amazing. And I just haven't felt like this about music in a while. I'm more excited about Snoop's uh, weed delivery service. Oh, so my God. Snoop Dogg and his, his, the great people behind him, Ted Chung and Nick Adler, who actually uh, you know handles Snoop's investments and whatnot, they put some money into a Uber-like delivery service for marijuana. <laughs> so, I mean, Darmic, I've actually, I, I've had that idea. <laughs> but you know, I don't think you could do that in New York. No, I don't think it would work out. It'd have why? to be kind of legal in California, legal legal in a lot of states. 
<laughs> but what about for people who have a license? You, there's no licenses in New York for marijuana at all. Like medical? No, you, there's no medical marijuana license in New York. Oh. It's only in certain states. For example, Massachusetts, I think uh, California, it's medical. I think it's not legal all the way, but there's medical licenses in Cali um, and, and a few other states. The only two states it's legal in entirely, of course, being Colorado and Washington. Right. And then other, there's like three or four states where it's the medical uh, licenses. Um, Massachusetts, it's decriminalized beyond medical marijuana. So you can't get arrested for weed unless you have a lot of it, like you're selling. But um, you, you basically have to pay a fine. It's like a parking ticket or like a, like a speeding ticket. That's, that's really the extent of it. I feel like in Canada, it's legal everywhere with a license. You know, in Canada. In Canada, a I, lot I of stuff I was telling goes. this when I came back. <laughs> Kelly and I were in Vancouver and... Uh, I went and got a license. So here's my story. We found a, a doctor, a doctor. We go into the me- medical marijuana clinic and they take a number. They say, come back in a few minutes because the doctor's at lunch. And we're like, sure, fine, whatever. We wait around. It's finally our turn. They say, Mr. Peter and Mrs. Kelly, uh, Peter, you go in first. And I go into this office and there's nothing in the office but a desk and an iPad and I look at the iPad, and who who's in the iPad talking to me on Skype? The doctor. <laughs> what? Yeah, so I go into this room. I sit what? down. The doctor's like, what's wrong? I'm like, headache, backache. You should have just said anxiety. kept it real. I'm like, this is horrible. You got, you got to help me. He's like, okay, fine. You have any allergies, this and that. Ten minutes later, I had my medical marijuana card in Vancouver. No. And I was eating all types of edibles. I actually got um, these, uh, I think, Jolly Ranchers, and I took a few. And it was great. Like The, the pot there, so good. So good. Emma shout did, out Vancouver. Yeah, shouts, shouts to Vancouver, always. <laughs> good times in Vancouver. Uh, speaking mm. of Canada, I don't know. Does if, that card now carry over into the States? Like, can you use that in Cali or no, Massachusetts? No, I uh, highly doubt that. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, speaking of, uh, another story today from the uh, headlines. The OVO Festival, Drake's amazing festival out in Toronto, had applied for a, a grant, and they were denied grant money. No. Yes, Norman, do you know much about this? Oh, I know about the grant system. I had a guest before you you joined the show, um, Lola from uh, I Love Lola or whatever, and she was talking about, you know, the Canadian government encourages music um, in crazy ways. Like, they give grants for, like, music videos, for Artists albums. In general. They just give away money. Yeah. And uh, the OVO Festival has benefited from this in the past. Um, they received funding last year from the government to, to cover their expenses. And and I guess the argument against giving them money is twofold. One is... Uh, Drake is a millionaire. He doesn't need it. And second of all... The festival sold out in less than 10 minutes. Right. So he doesn't need it. But I think the other reason too is that he's on a major label and I think part of not giving these artists money funds is um, because like when they're on major labels Arcade Fire also received money from the Canadian government at one point though right mm-hmm. I mean I don't know if it was their last album or what but they definitely got some I of mean that if I'm OVO Fest right and I, mm-hmm. I wouldn't even apply for the grant that's, yeah that's almost rude like, it's like, like you're taking money it who deserve it yeah you're taking money from a, a struggling artist on the yeah, flip totally. side on the flip side of things though how many other music festivals are there in Canada particularly rap music festivals you know like they're yeah. really putting on in a big way for the country and for the economy and so you know yeah. I, I can understand the reasoning for asking need, the, the but reason- it's like what is a few hundred not hundred <laughs> a few <laughs> hundred thousand <laughs> to Drake I mean come on it's not Drake's not putting his personal money into a festival like what, what no business does that yeah but I mean he has to get funds from somewhere he can't just like foreclose on his YOLO estate and like <laughs> yeah, the, the mansion is really called the YOLO estate that festival is produced by a major concert promoters promo- promoted yeah. by and produced by Live Nation. Right. Yeah, I understand. So, you know what? Um, better better <laughs> for the government to put money to, to someone who, who's actually struggling to uh, get on. I feel that. I feel that. But uh, but I do know that, that that system does need a lot of reforming. I feel like once you're in the system, once you've gotten a grip from them, it's very easy to go back and get more money from them. And, and that's kind of what was happening, I think, with OVO. You know, they might have gotten their first grant like X many years ago when they weren't doing so much and now you can just go back and reapply and because you've done it before they'll they'll keep giving it to you so i think they need to look at their their policies a little more carefully but uh but yeah 
This is WNYU 89.1 FM, The Sound of the Slums. We're just kicking it. It's Listener listener Appreciation Day. Mm-hmm. Give us a call, 212-998-1818. 212 X and myself, Peter Oasis, and Emily Olberg are here in the basement on what is... A great day, great spring day. A lot of people out in the city, out and about. Darmic, did you get out today? Yes, I did. It was beautiful. In the morning, it was kind of a little chilly, though. And then I wasn't sure if it was going to be that warm, but then it really uh, warmed up a couple hours later. Yeah, it was a pretty nice one. I got to ride my bike today. It was cool. Of course. You you and your, your uh, bike riding. Yeah, it was good. It was good. It was good. It was good. I, my allergies are kind of acting up, and it makes it hard to ride because I get oh, really please. sleepy. <laughs> Allergies are a real thing. Are you kidding me? I know, but like when Peter complains, I'm just like, oh. The allergies are <laughs> allergies are. Very I like when real. you come here, Oberg. You you call them out on on the you call them out and keep it real. I appreciate that. I mean, allergies. You won't. So, some people. Some people <laughs> have to move from rock. the city because of allergies. I've heard of of people who've, who've had to move. So. My my dad had to move out of Japan because of allergies. Really? Yeah, he yeah, got his Emily. allergies in Japan. There's life outside of your Instagram feed. <laughs> Shots, I People have say. real real issues. <laughs> wow. Really? Though? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. They do, man. Ah! Shots fired. Shots fired. <laughs> that was like five seconds. No, ten seconds. Uh, it took late. me time to set up the bank and everything. It's you know, it takes time. It takes time. I'm slow. Yeah, if there's any music you want to hear, you could call and let us know what you're listening because to. Because you're gonna clean it up on the spot? No. Oh, just Tell stuff that they're listening to wait, right now that they're listening to. Peter, you haven't listened to the Tyler, the Creator album? Mm, nope. I, what I, did you think? I gave it a listen. I like Smuckers. Um, it's like an NERD album, right? I think the first half of the album would, wouldn't call it an NERD album. No, but a lot of the songs are. <laughs> As it moves further, he gets into some interesting territory that he hasn't covered before and, and does really well with it. But the it's it's really hard to listen to if you start from the beginning because the beginning yeah. is just not really well mixed. Like intentionally, it's it's intentionally awfully mixed. And um, but they should yeah they should have started it with what is the half of like the end half yeah i guess he kind of uses it or whatever um you know you where you change the album by changing the track list but um a little tough to listen to from the beginning um i like smuckers that was really dope that he got wayne to rap uh well for the first time in a while and uh lots of people on the album yeah i think uh pharrell was on there too schoolboy um sid the kid Chaz from Tori Moi, I love Toro. Yes, yes. Um, Roy Ayers. I think they're all on the same song, right? Is that what it is? Like, there's this one song where like a gazillion people were on it, like Toro and Moi and, and yeah. Sid the Kid and all those people. Uh, Kaliuchi's. Kaliuchi's. Oh, I love that one. <laughs> Peter, good. what do you what do you have to say about Kaliuchi's? Uh, Wait, do you like Tyler right. the Creator? The, I, there's a, a I, I don't really mess with a lot of female singers. I think a lot of them are kind of the same. But do you I remember do, putting do, me on no. to Kaliuchi's? She's like Amy Winehouse. Yeah. I, I liked her in the beginning. You put me on to Kaliuchis in 2013 in like the summer, like July, August is the summer. So it's been funny yeah, to kind of watch since she's then. She's all right. She's cool. I mean, she was destined to make some noise. She's no Janae Aiko, though. What's her name? Janae, Janae Aiko? Yeah. Do you think Janae Aiko is a good artist? Uh, way better package, better looking, cooler looking, friendlier. She's very attractive. She has a lot going on for her. I don't think Kelly is going to be on the cover of Complex Magazine or something like that. You never know. She'll probably cover Fader. Yeah. Well, oh, I can see that. Easy. I mean, I like how she's low key. I don't like I'm like, put Emily Hollywood. Over. You should be on the cover of the Fader. No. How can we set that up? <laughs> well, you already did a feature for I them. have to be a musical artist. <laughs> Not necessarily. They usually do artists, though, right? Hannibal, Hannibal Burris, Burris is the most recent oh. complex uh, fader cover. Okay, well, he's like hella famous. He is a little famous, yes. This is true. Yeah, he's I want to. Speaking of, of Hannibal Burris, I want to give a shout out to everyone out there who's been nominated for a Webby Award. Yes. Including uh, Kelly Green uh, and her crew over at the Food Network, including Brandon Jenkins, who yep. was. Yeah. Uh, he actually was a nominee, he's an honorable mention, but still, still no small feat. So good for Brandon Jenkins and for his Ferguson coverage. Yep, for the Ferguson coverage. We gotta get Brandon Jenkins up here sometime. Yeah, yeah of course. He'd love of course. to come back. He's actually de- special DJing or something this, he's DJing this weekend on Saturday. On Saturday, yeah, the versus party. Yeah, shout out Brandon. 
Yeah, All right, we're going to play some music, and then we'll get back. Uh, 212-998-1818. Someone, call, uh, someone called early. and Someone called earlier. Yeah, what did you say to him? They were just like, oh, is this Emily? Oh, really? Did, did, he, talk, did he talk like that? Is this Emily? No. <laughs> is that how he, he talked? Didn't, like, that's the thing. When people call, they don't really have much to say. They're just like, oh, what up? Like, cool. And I'm just like, okay, what do you like? Ask me something. I feel like they're not expecting to be able to talk to you because you're so web famous now that like it's just like they're like they're not ready for it. Yeah, they just don't think about it. They just call and they're like, oh, okay. It's like the people who comment on Twitter, like they're just saying whatever yeah, because yeah. they don't think you'll ever like see them or like talk to them or whatever. Yeah. Well, Which, if you want to talk to Emily Oberg, she's here. She is definitely here. Dharma. Who's X- that guy that always calls? Oops from oh, the Bronx. Yeah. Oops. What up? <laughs> Darmic has his picks for the week. Some good music in there. Again, give us a call later. We will be talking about more current events and uh, some special guests that we have coming up. It's actually the first show in a long time, Darmic, that we haven't had a guest. Right. Or at least not like a special guest. You know, we have a recurring yes. recurring co-host here. But um, yes, we're going into the music. And a shout out to Young Thug and, and the Barter Six. Um, you'll notice the reference I threw in there. But uh, yes, until that, we're back to music. Stick around, NW3 Radio. When we lived in caves, there were no shopping malls. And people's manners were Neanderthal. No bodegas, no delis, no corner stores. Shopping trips turned into tugs of war. When not having pull got this man mangled, he thought he'd try an easier angle. I'll give you this for that. That for this, we'll make a trade called barter. I'll give you this for that. That for this, we'll have it made with barter. The dangerous game is about to begin. Yo, this is WMYU 89.1 FM. The name is Peter Oasis. Darmic X and Emily Oberger here. Uh, halftime show coming up as yeah. usual at 1030. A lot of rapping and scratching and rapping and scratching. Eclipse is here. You got a hoodie on. Springtime, man. You gotta, you gotta bust out your. Uh, what do people wear in the spring? Their Lacoste shirts, polo shirts, button downs. Yeah, we got a caller, huh? And he has a question. And uh, why don't you introduce yourself and, and ask your question? Hi, my name's Ernie. I, I love your station, and it's a nice show that you have. I just, my question was, as far as rap music, besides being a different type of musical form that has its own formulas, etc. As far as social commentary, does it differ from that in the past, like Curtis Mayfield and Marvin Gaye, or is it more like Endgame, or or just the same as it always was, social commentary? Uh, Darmic, you may want to answer this. I mean, uh, to be honest, I think the uh, rap as a vehicle to tell urban stories, I mean, I, I think... In the past maybe five years or so, rappers telling stories about where they're from and and narrating the streets kind of died down. Um, Kendrick Lamar's most recent album, uh, To Pimp a Butterfly, is that what it's called, Dormick? Yep. I think he kind of goes there. But I think it's missing in hip-hop. Dormick, what do you think? I mean, to answer your question a little more directly, I think... It basically is an extension, or at least rap as social commentary is kind of an extension of what happened before with with acts like Curtis Mayfield, etc. I think it appealed to more people because it was something that, you know, it doesn't require the same skill set. You know, the the skill set of singing and being able to actually, you know, use your voice to sing um, is not everybody has that. Um, Whereas you could sort of, or at least the idea is that you could sort of develop... um, you know, poetical rap skills. It's a little, it's a little more accessible, and I think that's what it, what it, what made it appealing as a as a format over the last twenty years for social commentary. But as Peter mentioned, over the last I'd say maybe fifteen years, um, maybe more, um, rap as social commentary has definitely slowed down and, and uh, died down, and, and people have used rap as a form for uh, maybe a little more flamboyant activities. But there's definitely still lots of other acts like Kendrick or, or definitely on like the independent level guys like Immortal Technique or Talib Kweli etc who introduced social commentary into rap music so does that answer the question yes very succinctly and thank you for having your station on the air thank you very much for calling in and listening 
Have a great evening. You too. Caller, you on the air? Hi, how you guys doing? Turn your radio down. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> that was a weird sound. Yeah. yeah, what's up? Where are you calling from? Um, so my question is... Uh, what's your um, name, man? So we, as as like a music generation right now, we consume so much music. Do you guys ever feel inundated by all the music that we're like, the artists are giving us and stuff? Emily, why don't you answer that question? Do we ever feel what? Inundated. That means that you ever feel like flooded, overwhelmed. overwhelmed. I mean, no, because you can choose what to listen to and what not to listen to. It's not like they're forcing it through you. I don't listen to that much music, to be honest. You know, but New we're, music we're anyway. huge music fans, though, you know? And it's, only, it's like, there's so much that you want to listen to, so much you want to consume, but there's just I think so it's much of it. better than having not enough. You know, I... You know, I I want to say this. There's always been people making horrible music and bad music. The the problem now is that we have people who want to advertise bad music and get behind it before if if you there, you know, I, there was a time when you know, you had to have some level of skill for someone to even hear your music for for you know, a DJ like Stretch Armstrong or, you know, a radio DJ to play your music. Now, you know, since anyone could be a blogger, anyone could have a music site, there's, there's a lot more room for bad music. And, uh, and, and the, the question of two, there'll never be enough music, you know, and <laughs> I, I, there's never enough music, you know, finding the right music, I think, is the hard part. You know, you got to put a lot of work into it. You got to find music bloggers and, and writers that you really trust their opinion, you know, but you can't, you know, if, if you're a music fan the way we are, you know, we spend a lot of time on SoundCloud listening to music. You know, I, I click the play button on SoundCloud at least about 500 times a day, and that's no exaggeration. I listen to everything, you know, and yeah. I think what has made this gener like this era of music like uh the way we consume music is very different. I mean, me personally, I kind of fade in and out between checking everything out and then stretches where I don't listen to anything at all. Um like right now, I I really there's been some albums that have come out and I I have them on my like radar, but I haven't really checked anything out in in a few um in in a while. And um you know, that's just because I'm, I'm not ready to consume it. When I'm ready to consume it, I'll go back in and check everything out and listen. But I think what happens when there's just so much music or when you're in a scenario like Peter talks about where he's just checking out 500 songs a day is that very rarely does that music that we listen to on a daily basis make it past that one listen, right, Peter? Like, how much music do you listen to that you continue to listen to after no, that? Well, I, I find myself revisiting the classics. Exactly. And you don't really listen to anything yeah. that's going on in, like, now. Like, nothing you listen to in 2015 is going to resurface back in your iPod or on your computer as you're working out in mm -hmm. 2016. I mean, probably not. I'm, I mean... And I think I, that's a sad thing. Look, I... Well, to, I guess the point that I was trying to make is... You guys, your job is listening to music and consuming it and writing about it. I mean, don't you feel tired at times? Because there's so Never. much good stuff. Never, so ever, ever. Weeding out it all, you know? I, 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 have, I have phases. I think, for, I think the answer differs for each person. I do, um, and actually my phase has literally been going on for the last two weeks. Um, but for the most part, there's always... Yeah, that's not to say I don't listen to anything for two weeks. I there's obviously I have to keep finding new music to play on the show, and I do. But for the mo I'm not trying to check out everything during this time. I just I'm not ready for it. It's just a mental Yo, state. I was pumped that you played that Tony Ayo freestyle. That shit was tight. Over the oh, I'm sorry, I swore. I shouldn't have swore. My bad. That's okay. Keep going. <laughs> but yes, uh, but you yeah. grabbed over Black Moon. That was dope. Yeah, where are you calling from, man? I'm calling from New Haven. I called last week, too. I just started tuning into the show. You play some good music, man. Oh, yeah. It's good to hear from you. Yeah, it's always good to hear from a Tony Ayo fan. I'm a, I'm a, I think Tony <laughs> Ayo is word, word. so unappreciated in, in, in rap music. He's one of the best to ever do it. The, yeah. That's just my opinion. Um, I have a very random question, too. Sure. Um, are you guys up on the dudes that were working on To Pimp a Butterfly, like Kamzai Washington and Terrace Martin? Like, their solo stuff is incredible. Their musicality is through the roof. Their timing is it's impeccable. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm up on Terrace. I grew up, I grew up with jazz. Like, like John Coltrane was like a god to me. Miles Davis, like my parents. You know, like when you grow up as a kid and your parent, the only music that you know is the music that your parents listen to. Mm-hmm. My parents, it was just jazz. And then when I got older and started realizing what I thought was cool and stuff, and I went back and listened to Tribe Called Quest and Black Sheep and stuff like that. And to listen what he's doing, what he's doing now, and making jazz and funk popular, like that makes kids want to listen to good vintage music and stop listening to all the whack stuff that's out. And I know that's kind of a a, a stupid thing to say because we always say that, like all the whack stuff. But for real, I want to make a recommendation for you and and most of all for our audience. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with the uh, the Heavy Rhyme Experience albums that uh, the brand new Heavies made. Uh, there's a, a record, an album called The Heavy Rhyme Experience. It features uh, Grand Pooba, Master Ace, and anyone else who's pretty much popping at that time. There's a lot of live instrumentation, and it's actually pretty awesome. I'm going to play some of that stuff next week. Uh, Heavy Rhyme Experience, a brand new Heavy's great album. Uh, Jazzmatazz. Another great album. I'm, I'm sure you listen to that, but you yeah, know, for sure. You know our audience. Uh, go back and listen to the Jazzmatazz stuff if you're into that kind of stuff. Go check it out. Thank you for calling, man. It's always good to hear your voice, and uh, have a good night in New Haven. Yo, thank you, man. Keep uh, doing. This is WNYU 89.1 FM. We're just talking about music today, Darmic. I do think that Jazzmatazz was kind of slept on, you know, at the time, and and part of what it's okay. It, there's <laughs> so, some joints. I mean, people didn't appreciate Jazzmatazz, whereas when, they appreciate Kendrick's album. It, is what I'm saying. Okay, you know what? I could name two albums that poop on Kendrick's album in the same vein, what? and and mo- most music people of today won't even go back and listen to them. You want to go back and listen to the first two Diggable Planets albums. Mm. Uh, they're in the same vein, very similar. Very, very similar. Uh, the mixes those, are kind of off on those. Yeah, I remember you played one on the show. The, the, their second album had like a, a funky mix. Mm. It's one of the worst mixed rap albums, along with uh, the Black Moon album, Enter the Stage, which is by far one of the poorly, you know, the worst mixed rap albums of all time. But a second Diggable Planets album didn't really have that crispy sound. But great songs on there, great features. J. Rue, The Damager. That's the record that you played when J. Rue, when we did the J. Rue US Yeah, Live. I'm a huge fan of Diggable Planets and uh, also um, Shabazz Palaces, uh, Ishmael of a Diggable Planets. Uh, right. His, his solo albums, which are crazy. Right, you're a big uh, Shabazz Palaces fan. Yeah, and I think Shabazz, Shabazz's music is just as good as anything that Kendrick's putting out to, to, to be honest but most people will never hear about it there's no huge budget behind it it's very different than you what Kendrick put out you like music from back then to an album no no Shabazz Palace just, just came out but, now no but what you were talking about before why, why not why can't you compare it cause I just feel like it's not fair why why isn't it fair I just feel like music is not the same as it was back then so it's like it's already it's already not even gonna be as good just by the fact that that no i mean there's there's some sounds that that people are recreating now that that are better than the stuff they've been but well, give me an example of that mm, i don't know because like i wouldn't say like re- off the top of the head because like recreating yeah, like, like encyclopedia dharmic <laughs> i don't know much about music <laughs> i don't know I don't like know. i'm just saying you could never compare like a tribe album to like a Kendrick album. Yeah, it's just like can't, what you can't, you can't. No. Yeah, you can't. Or to any, you know what I mean? You just, can't. But I'll take, I'll take, you know, from Kendrick's catalog, I'll take Rigor Mortis and put that up against yeah. mo- most Tribe Called Quest songs. I mean, they could go head to head. They're on the same level of skill, production, excitement. So we'll I think excitement is the big thing, and I think that's what makes music a very subjective thing. Like something that excites you might not necessarily excite you know the next fan whereas something that excited them on on kendrick's album wouldn't excite eclipse at all in fact doesn't excite eclipse at all uh-uh. uh-huh so yeah yo speaking of music <laughs> speaking of music i'm watching this show my favorite show it's called american crime mm-hmm. i don't know if you're up on it it's a basically a show that's centered around a murder it's it's it's, it's a show about race uh there's a murder in a town and there are a bunch of different people involved there, there's a you know muslim family there's a mexican family and whatnot 
I'm watching the show, favorite show. At the end of the show, they play a Master Ace song, and it was very exciting to hear. First, they played a, uh, it was a party scene, and they played the far side, She Keeps on Passing Me By. Oh and as he's getting drunker and drunker in the scene, the music changes, and they're playing Born to Roll by Master Ace. And wow. I was, you know, it's so good to see people of my generation now in positions of power, you know, as producers and directors and, you know, music, music, uh, what do they call Supervisors. Supervisors. And you could go go hear your favorite songs and they're somehow incorporating it on a show on ABC, which is crazy. Because they're, they're influenced by the same, like the same influences that you. Yeah, wrote. of any song like, the, you know, this is a major show on, on, on yeah. television of any song they could have picked up today or. Yeah. They play the classics and i think that's cool i actually got back to listen uh, to watching um entourage mm. so kelly and i got an hbo now trial membership highly recommend it so i went back to watch entourage from season one and the music have the, a good soundtrack the music on that show crazy but there's one thing i noticed just that they were playing uh big pimpin by jay-z mm -hmm. and it was a cover <laughs> it was a straight cover. Maybe because of the lawsuit? Because they, they couldn't clear it. Yeah, maybe because of the lawsuit, mm. the pending lawsuit. I, I don't think it has anything to do with clearing or having money to clear songs because Entourage has cleared. I think it's the lawsuit that the Jay Z song itself is yeah. under dispute, right? Because that the Egyptian producer. Yeah, this is, is 2006. No, no, not Darmic. No, maybe around the time, maybe around the time they filed the lawsuit, because I think the license expired on on the sample. That brings me back to a really good time in hip hop sampling when people were sampling Indian <laughs> records. I know that we did a Three Is a Magic Number where we played Indian influenced records, uh, like basically Timbaland uh, sample stuff. Exactly. But, you know, I, that was a great time in, in rap, too, when people were sampling uh, Dr. Dre, Dr. And, uh, Dre DJ and DJ Quick. Quick. So, My favorite so one is Flyest Angel. By Nas and Pharrell. Hmm. You got to be the flyer. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. Is so was good. that a, that was a Bollywood sample? Dharma, can you pull up the instrumental on that? Let me see if I got it. So that. got to be the flyers. NW3 so Radio, good. Emily Oberg, Peter Oasis. says, you know, we're talking about music. 212-998-1818. Give us a call. Let us know what you're listening to. Let us know what you like to he hear sampled. You know Quick got and Dre got sued for the the Latha Mangeshkar one, right? For addictive. Yeah, that's because a great one. They, they act, Quick actually found that on like a, a TV show. Like they did a rendition of the original song on a TV show, and he sampled it straight from that, which is crazy. Calling on you got air. a phone call. Hey, what's up, fellas? Uh, what up, I'm, a old, I'm, a, I'm a bit a bit older. Okay. But I wanted to tell you that you know I see my man Stretch Armstrong out where I live in East Hampton all the time. Oh yeah, he... I rap to him. I rap to him a lot. The other <laughs> thing is. Um, I just like to hear some old school, like uh, classic, some MF Doom, some Jay Dilla, yeah. some uh, Black Moon, stuff like that. If you could play it, man, because that's what really hip hop is, right there, man. You know? Yeah, yeah man. I mean, I MF Doom, one of the greatest to ever do it. I'm yeah. telling you, the boy is. <laughs> I, I'm, a, I'm a guidance counselor for the New York City Department of Education, oh. and whenever kids come in my music, I always hit them with some jazz and some Doom or some Ghostface Killer, and they're like. Uh, Mr. Price, why are you playing this type of music? Because I, I tell them the music that you guys listen to is pure garbage, man. And, and it's <laughs> unfortunate that they don't they don't understand what really good rap music is anymore because everything is just it's frying their little brains, man. So uh, I guess you know I try to spread the word with them, man. But I'm enjoying your show, man, and uh, you guys have a good night. Okay. Uh, thank you for calling, man. Thanks, boss. All right, be well. So he's the reason behind the Beast Coast movement. He's the one who gave all the Joey Badasses and the Flatbush Zombies all the music that they then rap over on their albums. There we go. All right, yeah. here we go. Darn <laughs> I love that. We're about to play the uh, sample that Emily was talking about. This is uh, the Flyest. Not, not a sample. No, that's no, not. No, no, no. no. What's, on, what's on? What's on? What's on? The Flyest Whoa. Angel. I think it's hard to find. I'm probably not going to find it. All right, so we're talking oh, about. Maybe I did. We're talking about sampling and rap. All right, here we go. Oh, yeah, this is it. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah. it. This Neptune's is it. NW3 Radio, Peter Oasis, Darmic X. At the request oh, of so Emily good. Olberg. Play it louder, Darmic. Yeah, what's wrong with you? Yo, New York City, what up? Brooklyn, Queens, Manhattan, Staten, East New York, what up? Brownsville, what up? Jamaica, Queens, what up? <laughs> what is the sample on this? Flatbush, what up? It's going to come on. It's going to leave it. Let, hey, it, ride. Let it ride. Let it ride. Let it ride. Yo, you want to spit? Emily Oper. Sanjay Jane. Stop, Peter. Eric Wynn. 
Ah, uh, we're waiting for the, the uh, vocals. Where are they? Maybe it's. I'm playing the instrumental. the instrumental. Yeah, but the female oh. vocal should still be there in an instrumental. Oh. Just play the beginning of the original. Okay, alright. Okay. <laughs> You're ruining it. <laughs> yeah, maybe they took the vocal. Alright, let me play it. Alright. NW3 no radio. At the beginning, I remember. 212-998-1818. Give us a call. 212-998-1818. Oh, there it is. Word. All right. So you know what she's saying? She's basically inviting you to dance. Um, come, that. we're going to dance. That's what she said. Can you say it? Chalo uh, hamna mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the song is. It's like an older record, I think, but interesting. All right, then, Pharrell. I see you. Yeah, was any, pretty good. Anyone in our audience from Staten Island, man? I feel like most of our audience is uh, not in Staten Island. I imagine not. Although, is, what are they doing are in Staten they? Island? Our audience is in Connecticut. We have quite a few people call from New- Connecticut, from upstate New York a little bit. Heavy Connecticut. Is the East Coast only, though? No. I mean, there was that caller from Atlanta, remember that one time? Right. <laughs> Shout out Atlanta. Yeah. I want to go to Atlanta. Shout out to Hot Atlanta. How many places have you been to in America? Because you, you're from Canada and you only moved out here like yeah. last year. How many places have you been to in America? I've been to LA, Seattle, San Francisco. I love San Francisco and I think that's it. I've never been to San Francisco actually. Oh, it's beautiful. I San Francisco is rocking. We got another caller. NW3 Radio. We have what's a phone up? call. Don't curse. Oh, what's up? What's up? I'm what? cruising around in the Corolla right now. What's up with you? Uh, how you guys doing? Where are you calling from, Mang? I'm calling from the green from the Brooklyn Queens border. I'm about to cross the Greenpoint Avenue Bridge to go get batteries for my camera, so I could show go shoot the hottest club in town. I wanted to tell you about the hottest new club in town. What what club would that be? Uh, that's Tender Trap. Tender oh, Trap. I heard of that. I heard Actually, of it. I've been there last Saturday. Really? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I heard about it. I heard about it for the first time uh, la- this Saturday. Actually, we didn't go, but somebody told me about it. It's in Greenpoint. Yeah, yeah, Super Chief is sponsoring the shit out of it. They cut uh, yeah, no cursing. No, oh no cursing, no cursing, no cursing. No. Try that oh, again. No, I just cut off this van on Kingsland Avenue, so. No cursing. But, all right, no, 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 but no, but Spankrock played there because Super Chief was sponsoring them, and it was dope. And I want to let you, I want to give a shout out to Cash 4. It's Cash 4 night tonight at Tender Trap. Nice, nice. Club Thanks Tender for- Trap tonight, <laughs> popping off. Cash Thanks for 4. Calling. Thanks for calling. Have a good night, yo. 212-998-1818. Whether you're in the Corolla or you're in the Escalade, give us a call. Funkmaster Flex, are you listening to us? Why don't you give us a call and talk to us? I think us? he's on air. Drop those balls. Doesn't he on, isn't he on air at this time? All right. Or like Ms. he's just Ms. getting Info, off air? Are you there? Peter Rosenberg? You know what people should do? What? I feel like radio today, they should shout out every artist's name like how Samuel didn't do the right thing. I love that. <laughs> every artist? Every artist that they like. You know Peter's tuned in to the show one time like before you joined it? Oh, yeah. Well, um, I had Rosenberg. I had Dan Eisenberg. I think oh, before you joined it. Well, no, it's a curve. It's not a curve. It's the <laughs> truth. Like he he tuned tuned in and he hit me up after. It was like good good conversation or whatever. Aww. It was like June of 2013 or something. Speaking like of, that. I want to give a shout out to our friend Combat Jack. Yes, what up, Combat Jack? Yo, Combat Jack, what up, our premium Pete Dallas Penn. The homie, always internet celebrities. Yep. Yo, some I was looking at the Webby Awards and they there's a documentary nominated about Bodega Cats. And anyone who's very familiar with uh, Dallas Penn and his internet celebrities uh, series would know that he is the first person that gave light to the Bodega Cat. Darmic, you know what I'm talking about when I talk about Bodega Cats. No, you fill me in. I basically in New York City. If there's a rat problem, bodega, corner store, ox store owners will have a cat. And and the cat will pretty much take care of getting rid of the rats and and, and whatnot. Smart. So, uh, Ravi, I think it's Rafi or Ravi. Indian or? uh, Rafi, uh, internet celebrity and Dallas Oh, Rafi Cam. Yes. Did a great a uh, great piece on the uh, Bodega Cat and it actually landed them on WNYC with uh, Brian Lear at the time so someone came along and basically jacked the idea made mm-hmm. a really cool documentary about it and now they're nominated for a Webby Award crazy how much is there to say about the cats 
Uh, dude, they're very interesting. I mean, <laughs> it's been a long time since you've lived in the hood, Emily. This is true. <laughs> or been... AKA never. Yeah. <laughs> no, Emily spent some time in the sty. Yeah, I lived in Bed-Stuy when I first moved here. For how long? And even Bed-Stuy, even, even Bed-Stuy was getting gentrified around that time. But anyways. not the area I lived in. Where, where were you? Okay, where were you at? Um, off the uh, oh, I don't even Halsey J. Oh, Halsey you, J. That's that pretty, was deep. That's pretty hood. Man. Yeah, Yumi's kind of in that area. Yo, if you're out in Bed Stuy, give us a call. Decal Gates, wherever you may be, you could call us two one two nine nine eight one eight one eight. You could tell us about your bodega cat. Meow. <laughs> Speaking of uh, Combat Jack, by the way, I was watching a show that he's very heavily invested in on Netflix uh, this weekend, Daredevil. And you don't have Netflix anymore, so you don't you aren't gonna watch it. But Daredevil is amazing. Oh yeah, definitely definitely big on that. Just I want to see the Scientology doc. I heard it's amazing. Going clear or yeah. something clear? Yeah, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, I, I, a friend of ours, um, the homie King's English Stress. He's actually, um, I think he's almost clear. I saw a Instagram from Party Supplies. He's a Scientologist? Mm-hmm. He's almost clear. <laughs> oh, okay then. Also, that's I, why I ex- that explains why I've only seen him one time. I, I heard, love how I can hear you chewing the gummy bears. I heard the uh, Frank Sinatra documentary on HBO is a must-see, and I, I'm going to convince Kelly to watch that, but she's all, she's all in uh, Game of Thrones world right now, <laughs> and I, I can't get her away. I've never seen that. No, nah, I haven't we, seen Game of Thrones either, mm. actually. I can't wait to the Entourage movie, man. Yeah, I'm excited for that. Yeah, I love Entourage. I think we're we're in the second season now, and uh, just as they uh, introduced Lloyd, the uh, Gaijin, uh yep. receptionist, great character, um, and soon they're about to introduce uh, what's her name? Uh, she was a complex cover girl, Emmanuel Chicory. What's her name? Dar McDermott, the Persian girl. Mm. I don't know. Oh man, you're no good, man. <laughs> I need to watch that. Entourage? I've seen a few episodes, but I need to watch it. Like, You know what's good about Entourage? Yeah, you could just but... keep it on. You don't have to pay close attention to it. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't It doesn't require a lot of your attention. Oh, so, you, you know, you could check. You could selfie yourself. <laughs> Emily, what would happen if you went on that Tinder app? Like, it, oh, people would, I would go. Never get that. I know, but they'd go crazy. You should try it as a 24 hour social, expe- social experiment. And what? Just, just, just say how many what creeps happened. there are. I have YouTube for that. <laughs> you have Twitter for that, actually. I have Instagram for that. <laughs> I have email I for that. I remember email like. for that. Okay. I remember the one time after the anniversary show, you tweeted out, like, you know, at all of us, and then we got your mentions from that. Oh. And I was like, dang. Okay, that's what it's <laughs> your like. Your Twitter feed never blew up like that. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> yeah, it's only ever blown up like that for one other thing, which we will not get into. What? It was a uh, shout-out to John Tanner's. That's all I'm going to say. At, but, at, what is it? At Emily Oberg? Emily E. Oberg. Emily Oberg was taken. Bye. You, you should be able to get that at this point. I know. By some basic Are you girl. verified I yet? I her too. <laughs> you verified? No. Lauren got verified. Um, I know. I see that. A few people got verified from Complex this week. A lot of people. Week. Yeah. Because our social reaches yeah. out. Ah, uh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. So how come you aren't verified? I mean... <laughs> Is it like a tenure thing? Is it like, you know... No. Oh, okay. It's just like whoever Twitter decides, I guess. Ah. Uh, yeah. Twitter can be arbitrary about that stuff, I may too. have to use my uh, my connections. Uh, sh- shouts to... to <laughs> Your political connects, as Jay would say. Yeah. Uh, New York Times um, Sunday, John Caramonica had a great piece on the style section about um, Kanye West. Yeah. Yes. Uh, John Caramonica will be up here this month. Also, there's another great piece yeah. on um, Summit Series. Shouts to all my Summit peoples. Um, that was you a went great to his birthday. one. Why are you so surprised? Um, yeah. Remember that time we John Caramonica will, will be up here and, and we'll be happy to have him. Uh, we'll, we'll have some guests next week. I, I think we kind of just wanted to take a week off, kind of chill, play some music, and take some calls. I wish more people called, though. We had quite a few callers, and there was a, few, a couple that we missed, but for the most part, we, we got everybody. Yeah, if you want to call 212 998 1818, you got about seven minutes to do so. 212 very excited for the uh, upcoming concert series. The, the Governor's Ball seems like the jump off, right, Darmic? Yeah, Governor's Ball has a great lineup, great looking lineup. Drake Jungle Tour. Yep. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Drake is 
The Jungle Tour is that, though. I don't think Future is performing a Governor's Ball, though. What about... But in the thing that they put... Basically, he's saying he's going to be in New York at Governor's Island. Oh. He's like, that's his his thing. You know, he's not going to do a separate about... date. Drake wiping his mouth after Madonna forces herself on him. Pretty oh, legendary. Hilarious. I can't believe he did that. He oh, played hilarious. her. Here's the thing, though. Uh, first of all, he attributed it to the lip gloss, and he wasn't expecting... He said that? Yeah, I think he... Or somebody, a source, told TMZ or something like that. I don't know. But basically, like, the lip gloss was kind of strong, and so he wasn't expecting that. What do you mean strong in what way? Like, yeah. I think there was, a like, a scent to it or something. I don't know. I, nah. I have no, no idea. Um, I will say, though, now, as a kid... My only knowledge of Madonna is that my parents knew who she was. Like I, like I don't really know. Like I know she made music, but like, and I know She's she was so like an good. icon. Madonna, but, like, the single most important Italian American ever to make music. <laughs> She's Italian American. I didn't know that. Of course she is. Man. <laughs> of course she is. All okay. the greats are Gaga, Joey Pellegrino, uh, Party Supplies. Okay, well, uh, Party Supplies is Irish, isn't he? Half. Nealis, it's not Italian. It's not Italian. Bronson. Not Italian. Frankie Valli, Sinatra. I don't think that I don't think all the greats are Italian. I also, I don't that. think he na- I, I think he named about forty percent Italians and sixty yeah, percent not so Italians um, that he pretended Ga- were. Gaga, Gaga, Gaga and Madonna. He's a, he's a pretend Italian. Gaga and Madonna alone, dude. Come on. Gaga's are, Italian? I didn't know that. Yeah. But how is on, she, bro. like, compared to other people that are greats? Don't say she. I mean, she's one of the most influential singers. Uh, don't, no. can't get it twisted. Caller, you on the air, no cursing. Hello? How are you? Hey, what's up? What's your name, man? Ibid. Ibid? Ibid. <laughs> I don't know. Ibid's going to be a brown name. I'm brown. What, what's your name again? I couldn't hear you. Sorry, Ibid. Word, where were you calling from? Uh, actually from Toronto. What up, Canada? Wow, yeah. shout out my home. Uh, I actually have a question for Emily. Hi. Not surprised. Yeah, so um, I know that you were from Canada. Yes. And that uh, you moved to the States for a complex. Like, yes. how was that whole process? How did that happen? Um, so I was just doing freelance work in Vancouver, and then they saw some of my work, and they liked it, and they liked me, and so then they offered me the job and then I moved out here. Did you like apply or like I didn't I didn't apply but for oh, advice I would you? Sorry? They they contacted you. Um yeah, so I did a photo shoot that went to Complex and then they emailed me saying they liked it and I was like, "Do you like have any positions in New York I want to move?" And they're like, "Yeah, we have this." And it, history. Oh, well, yeah. Uh, you're awesome and complex, big fan. Thank you. And uh, actually, just tuned into the radio station tonight, and you guys are like really cool. No radio stations like that here in Canada. Awesome. <laughs> I appreciate that, man. <laughs> All right, thank you. Hey, thanks appreciate for calling. You. WNYU eighty-nine point one FM. If My only all is. job searches were that easy. I know. I don't like to tell people it because it's almost like it's. Like, that's not going to happen for everyone. We have another phone call. Call you're on the air. No cursing. Yo. What's up? Nothing. What? (laughs) What up? Where are you calling from? I am from L.A. Emily, you know what this is. Wow, is this? Oh, it's lit? This is. This is the guy who's been asking me to prom for like two months. You guys know who that is. Uh, vaguely. Um, <laughs> why don't you explain? Why don't you Yo. explain? No cursing, by the way, but but go ahead. Go ahead. All right. So, I am a young man, and I just wanted to go to prom with a very beautiful woman. <laughs> and Emily just so happened to be that woman. <laughs> so, I tweeted her, and she didn't respond to me for a while. And then, after various tries, she started responding to me, and then she followed me, and then, yeah, all of that. <laughs> and so, I, so where are we with this? Are yeah. you going to prom with him? Or? I would if he was in New York, but I can't be going out to LA to go to prom. That's just not I a good look. No, I but I could, this guy started a GoFundMe to go for me to go to prom. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, how, how much has he raised on the GoFundMe? He can't. He's I raised canceled. twenty-five dollars. Shout out to my boy. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's impressive, man. I got to I got to salute the uh the effort. So we have a call from LA. This young man started a fund. GoFundMe Kickstarter campaign essentially. He doesn't even know it. And um he raised $25 uh, in his efforts to bring Emily Oberg to his <laughs> junior high school prom. No, it's not genius. I mean, dude, have you even hooked up before? Like, would you even know what to do with Emily Oberg? This is insulting right now. I oh, mean... Peter, stop! He's gotta, he, Peter's got to ask the I'm tough sure questions. I'm sure he would he's know what vet, to he's do gotta, he's over a lot the of candidates. people. He's got to vet the candidates. you got to understand. Just, you know, Peter's yeah, still man. Man I mean, this, this is Emily Oberg. I mean... Yeah, you know, she has a movie deal in in, in the making. It, it it's so hard. Stop. She's not just gonna go to L. A. to to go to a prom. Yeah, it, it's hard for her. And, and plus, you know, she she barely gets any vacation days from Complex. They're very rough Stop. there. Very very rough. But you know, I would go if I was in L. A. Right? Love for you. He said he said he said he didn't think you would. For sure, I would. All right, the halftime show is coming up. Bro, we got to go, man. Yeah. DJ Eclipse is here. <laughs> uh-huh. Yo, shouts to PD Cologne, wherever you may be out in, in this big shouts city, Shouts out to PD Cologne, who I just saw yesterday at the Talib Kweli Immortal Technique show. I heard he spun. He did. He spun at the opening. I, I ended up missing it. I came a little later, but he apparently Super did his thing. You are. Another great show. <laughs> sure. You're going to follow at Dharmic X. Dharmic X is going to tell you who our, our next few guests are. NW3 Radio can be found on SoundCloud, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio. My name is Peter Oasis, and now time for the halftime show. Peace.